So I landed in the urgent care room as a diabetic with COVID. And it's been an interesting week to say the least. On today's episode, I am gonna be talking to you about what it looks like to manage blood sugars through experiencing COVID, but also just the uh, additional stressors and frustrations that I ran into while being uh, ridiculously sick. So today I'm gonna to give you the play-by-play. -play. I want to, of course, cover that this is not medical advice. I will be going over my specific strategies and kind of how I navigated blood sugars. Uh, so nothing in this episode should be medical advice. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. <laughs> uh, but I wanna make sure you guys know what it's like and uh, my perspective dealing with it firsthand. And of course, you know, use caution anytime you implement new strategies, but this is uh, purely for sharing my story, all right? So without any further ado, let's get into our theme song. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type one diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. All right, so if you are new here, my name is Matt Vandevecht. I am a type one diabetic. I'm also a certified master fitness trainer and nutritionist, and I got COVID. <laughs> and so uh, this is news to me. I'd never had this before. And uh, quite honestly, I have not been sick of any kind of sickness uh, in like the last five years. I've been very healthy and uh, I value my health. So I, I prioritize exercise and eating healthy and drinking water and rest. And uh, this one, caught me by surprise and to be quite honest it knocked me on my butt uh, so and also if you're not new here you know already that I like to experiment with my blood sugars and so um, what I'm gonna be sharing with you guys is what I kind of walked through as far as my diabetes management as well as the strategies that had to completely shift to keep up with my runaway blood sugars uh, for any of you who don't know sickness and diabetes in most cases when we get sick um, hold on a second <coughs> Excuse me, I'm still sick. Um, don't worry, it's not contagious through the internet. Uh, <laughs> so as you probably know, sick day management of blood sugars, you can expect in most cases blood sugars to run a bit higher on average and to require more insulin. Uh, but again, as I mentioned, this is not medical advice. This is me just kind of sharing the story. So on day one, I recognized I felt a little bit off. I thought it was just standard sickness and didn't recognize anything crazy. And so I actually made last week's uh, podcast episode saying, hey, I got sick and uh, I don't feel great. I feel like, you know, a, a truck hit me. And lo and behold, it actually turned into being, or turned out to be COVID. Um, you know, a couple days into it, I developed a fever. Uh, I did feel like a, a truck hit me multiple times. <laughs> Just overall body soreness. My muscles were achy. I had a, a little bit of a cough, runny nose, massive headaches. And um, through the, the week, noticed that my insulin needs were changing dramatically. And on day one even, recognized that uh, there was a specific moment in time where my insulin needs increased dramatically. You know, my blood sugars went through the roof and did not come back down. And it was when I experienced that, because my blood sugars are typically very tightly controlled. You know, and if you've been following me for a while, you know, on an, on an average day, I keep my blood sugars in range 95% or better. 
that's just my standard now. Um, of course, because I use what's known as the 80-20 blood sugar formula, something that I discovered years and years ago doing research, trial and error. Um, so when a blood sugar just kind of takes off for me and it doesn't come back into range, I know something's up. And uh, I knew since I was feeling a little bit run down, it might be sickness. So I made a few quick changes in my insulin, uh, my insulin pump and tried to catch it, you know, through some more insulin corrections and tried to bring it back into range. Um, you know, one of my go-to strategies is going for a walk, but of course when you're sick, you want to be careful how much extra activity you're introducing. Uh, because as you put more activity into your routine, this is also going to run the body down and it's going to be more difficult for you to heal if you're still doing, you know, full workouts when you're sick. You don't want to do that. And so, uh, throw an extra insulin, it's just not working. It feels like I'm injecting water into my system, right? Like it, blood sugars are just stuck in the mid 200s. And uh, I don't feel good. Obviously, I'm feeling sick, but I'm also feeling with the high blood sugar uh, response. <clears throat> and ultimately, over a few days uh, of you know mixing and matching different strategies and trying to respond to these higher blood sugars, uh, ended up with what I, I found to be my new norm for insulin delivery. I ended up with, and I'm gonna give you some numbers here. I don't want you to take this as what you need to do if you get sick, this is not applicable to everyone. We are all very different. We're all very unique, okay? This is just my individual response. Um, and as you know, probably, I'm very calculated with my blood sugar management. And uh, I run a series of experiments all the time. Like I just love experimenting with my blood sugars. I ended up with a 30 to 35% increase on my basal insulin, so my, you know, background insulin, uh, 30 to 35% increase across the board. So during the day, during the night, and that was calculated, right, based on how high I was going and correction factors and all that fun stuff. And that ended up keeping me pretty close to tight in range in between meals. Now, of course, meals themselves were a completely different ball game. Um, instead of giving you a percentage, though, I think it would be more useful to, to tell you how much extra insulin ended up being required per meal. And again, this is for me. We're going into some pretty technical medical stuff. I don't want you to think this is what you have to do. Uh, but for me, my meal times required additional multiple units of insulin for each meal just to cover it. And even still, the pre-bolus had to change. I was still spiking through the roof. And uh, in most cases, it would come back down pretty quick if I did nail the, the timing of that. But it was very difficult to keep blood sugars nice and stable like I typically do. I think that was a combination of both the sickness itself, you know, my body's response making me more prone to higher blood sugars, changing insulin needs, making it into kind of a moving target. But of course, I typically work out in the gym ah, five, sometimes even six days a week, right? And now all of a sudden it was zero. And not only was it not me, was it me not working out, it was me not going on walks, like zero activity. I was either in bed or I was working at the desk next to the bed. And that was pretty much my activity for the day. So a number of reasons why my blood sugars were more likely, more prone to jump when I introduced food. Uh, and that's just another reminder that activity can do wonders for your blood sugars, right? In addition to hydration and low stress and all that kind of stuff. Um, but with these mealtime activities, or it's not activities, mealtime strategies changing, the pre-bolus, the dose itself, extended boluses, try to knock my blood sugars back down into range. Um, for breakfast, I ended up needing about three extra units. 
uh, on top of my normal dose, right? Uh, and that was just to keep it stable. That wasn't even like a risk of going low. I'd still go high sometimes. Uh, lunch, I think I needed about an extra unit to a unit and a half. And then dinner, which was really interesting, kind of threw me for a loop. I ended up needing an extra two units. And at dinner time uh, and after dinner was when I was most prone to seeing uh, erratic blood sugar levels. On night number one, I went super high. Night number two, I stayed perfectly in range at 110. I was like, huh. I think I figured it out. And then night number three, I was at 250 for like three hours. <laughs> and it would not come back down. So nighttime was very tricky for me. Uh, but what I want you to recognize here is that I had, you know, 30 to 35% increase in my basal insulin was my new norm, my standard. I was adding between one and three extra units per meal just to stay relatively stable. And on top of that, I was throwing corrections at my blood sugars to try to keep it below 200. Sick days can be rough. Now, of course, for me, this is COVID. Like this is something that's, we're taking it more seriously than just the common cold, right? And we don't know the full response that the body is, is encountering when we have COVID. We still don't know everything about it. There's a lot of mysteries. I'm going to try to stop saying that word too. I feel like this video is going to get banned <laughs> if I keep talking about it. Uh, but with the sickness, right? Wink, wink that I had, um, my body kind of freaked out and I initially felt wrecked. But after a couple of days, my body started to kind of heal and, and get better. And you know, day four, day five started feeling better each day, day six feeling better. Uh, but my blood sugars responded the same. And I was still sick and I still had the trace amounts of just slightly elevated uh, temperature. I, I wasn't at a fever at that point anymore, but uh, my basal needs stayed the same. And what was interesting is the day that I was like, okay, I beat this thing, you know, day five or day six or whatever, I feel good enough. I still kind of have a headache, but we're okay. Um, I ended up going to bed that night with what felt like a minor ear infection. <laughs> and uh, I was like, that's weird, I'll sleep it off. I'll see if I can get an actual full night of sleep. Um, woke up, and oddly enough, this was actually New Year's Eve. So, surprise, surprise, I actually went to bed before New Year's Eve, did not get to celebrate, did not really care to celebrate, honestly, because of how I felt, and I just wanted to get to sleep. Uh, as boring as that sounds, that's life right now. You know, if I wasn't sick, I'd have the newborn that I'm taking care of also encouraging me to get to bed on time. Anyways, um, that night I woke up just after midnight and kind of high-fived myself, Happy New Year. And I had the worst double-sided ear infection type feeling headache that I had experienced ever. Maybe since like junior high when I was on the swim team, you know, and used to get ear infections back then. But holy cow, and this headache kept me up for a couple hours. It was so intense that I truly wondered if I was going to have like my eardrums explode from the pressure inside of my head and I would, you know, lose my hearing. Um, I was kind of freaking out a little bit. Considered going into the ER that night and ultimately made a choice and discovered something interesting as far as a mindset shift goes where I thought to myself, you know what? If this is something that's gonna take out my hearing, there's nothing that I can do about it right now. Uh, the ERs, the urgent cares, they're all backed up multiple hours. I might as well wait until the next morning <laughs> to go take care of this. And, uh, and I, I had to be at peace with that. And once I was at peace with it and just established this kind of, okay, this is my norm, right? Established that this is okay, 
and I had kept saying to myself, it is what it is. Uh, I was able to get back to sleep. Next morning, I had my coaching call with my clients, which <laughs> for all my clients that are watching, I almost canceled that coaching call. I felt like trash, absolute trash, but uh, I love hanging out with you guys and, uh, and talking through diabetes questions and getting y'all moving towards more stable blood sugar. So we kept the call and uh, my clients are amazing, by the way. Very, very understanding. We kept the call short and, uh, and got them all off to enjoy their New Year's Day. And then I went off to urgent care where I found out that I actually did in fact have a double ear infection, which I am still battling. I mean, today's like day three. Still feeling it, and uh, I think that had an impact on my blood sugars, staying a bit more stubborn for a couple days after I felt better from the, the sickness, as we're calling it now, right? Uh, and now, blood sugars are starting to turn back to their, their norm. They're revert back to what I usually take for basil for my bolus. Uh, so it's no longer the absurd amounts of insulin I'm throwing at meals. I noticed that today there was a shift where I'm kind of bouncing back to you know my insulin sensitive state. And what I really wanted to call attention to throughout this video is that sick day plans when it comes to type one diabetes, especially you know, for those of us who are taking insulin, and there's some type twos and other types of diabetes that take insulin as well, but uh, we'll just call it insulin dependent diabetics, diabetics overall. We've got this moving target that we're trying to hit when we're sick, right? The first day, first two days, you've got insulin resistance building up, the body's fighting back against this virus or against this sickness and just trying to get things figured out. And you have to figure out what your new needs for insulin look like as you're going through it. And you know, I'm entering into mealtimes with multiple units of insulin still on board, still actively flowing through my body because I'm giving so many corrections. And uh, of course this gets into danger zone when you're stacking insulin and you're trying to catch up, you're still over 200 but throwing new doses of insulin at it because it's just not budging. It can get scary, right? And of course, when you look at the other side, right now where I'm at is I'm starting to get better. Right? I still, I don't feel great, but I want to get this message out to you guys because I care about you. Um, there's this second round of moving target where I'm trying to figure out what my, my reverting state of insulin looks like. You know, is it going to go back to completely normal where I can just go back to my old settings? Which by the way, if you're on an insulin pump or MDI, write down your insulin to carb ratio, your basal needs, like write that down every once in a while, just so you have it in your notes. I took pictures of it in my phone. So I had that to look back on, but now I'm like, okay, is it back to my original basal? Am I like somewhere in between the 30% and the normal? So maybe it's like 15% increase of my normal. Uh, do I still give extra insulin at my meals? And you know, there's so many questions that we have to ask ourselves on top of feeling sick that it can get frustrating. It can feel like a lot, right? And so A, I wanted to make this video so that you can understand that sick day blood sugar management is not meant to be perfect. And I'm gonna give you guys a couple glimpses right now into what my blood sugars look like. I took these screenshots with the full intention of sharing this with you because I want you to know that you should not expect perfection when your body is just this wrangled mess trying to fight this new sickness off, right? So on screen right now, you're gonna see me in the 200s for hours on end. This happened more than once. <laughs> this was like a couple times for sure. Uh, sometimes it was lunch, sometimes it was, you know, midnight, I'm trying to go to bed because I'm supposed to rest, you know, and, and recover and yet my blood sugars are just through the roof. They're spiking in that. It's a frustrating moment for you, but 
I wanted to share those blood sugars so you can see it gets messy sometimes, right? Now, thankfully, uh, I had a buffer with my time and range. As I mentioned in the beginning of this video, my time and range typically sits around 95% time and range. This is a screenshot of my two-day report. As you can see, not 95%, right? <laughs> it's quite less, actually. Uh, if memory serves me correctly, I think it says 61% or 64%, something like that. And at the bottom of that screenshot, you'll see that it says uh, something like 31% less than the previous two-day period. So this is the beginning of me getting sick. It was a rough transition. Uh, but you know, 60s is still not terrible, so I was still able to maintain some time and range, which is good. But on the other side of that, I want to show you what else comes into play. As you're resting and recovering and trying to get better, you actually have to rest and recover. And this is a screenshot of my WHOOP. So if you don't know what WHOOP is, it's this bracelet thing that I wear on my wrist, and it's actually tracking my, uh, my heart rate variability, my respirations, my skin temperature, my... Um, what else? I don't know, a bunch of stuff. And it tells you how well you sleep at night, you know, what your activities look like. And basically every day this thing is alerting me, hey, you're dying, <laughs> you need to get some rest. And it's telling me that I've got, you know, 6% recovery, 9% recovery, 5% recovery. And every single day getting these alerts of like, you need to prioritize your health, right? And of course I was prioritizing my health, but I share that to show you how truly sick I was. Like I was still sleeping six, seven, eight and a half, sometimes nine hours of sleep and I was still getting terrible recovery rates. Um, and that's part of the reason I believe why my blood sugars just did not respond very well. You know, they just kept going up and up and up. And as you're trying to hit these moving targets and manage your own health, trying to get rest, but also take care of your blood sugars, it can feel really defeating on top of feeling sick, right? So I wanted to share that just to give you a real glimpse into my life, into what that looks like. Uh, but secondly, the second reason I'm making this video is I, I wanted to draw attention to something that we decided to do recently, and I know it's getting dark, so thank you guys for, for hanging out with me. It's, it's completely dark out here now. <laughs> just realized that. Um, about two months ago, we started doing these things called Blood Sugar Masterclass, and we made the decision that if it was a popular item, we would continue doing them and honing in on different pieces of blood sugar management and diabetes overall. The first class we did was on how to dose for proteins and fats and how to manage blood sugars with different types of meals. It's no longer just about the insulin to carb ratio, right? And that class was a hit. People loved it. They took away the action items. They implemented. They saw immediate results and better control. And so we thought about it. We're like, hey, what else can we do these master classes on? And ultimately, uh, I said, you know what? Let's just go with what I'm currently experiencing. We're going to dig deep into the sick day management, right? Sick day blood sugars and what that looks like. Uh, because ultimately, sick day blood sugar management does not always look like more insulin with higher blood sugars. What happens if you're vomiting, right? What happens if you develop ketones? What happens if you don't have a hospital to go to? How do you manage that from home? And uh, there's just so many different variables as we all are very familiar with, with diabetes, of course, but there's so many different variables with sick day management in and of itself, different types of sicknesses even, that we don't have one specific answer for how to manage blood sugars during a sick day. And so what I wanted to go over in our next blood sugar masterclass is how I approached this current sickness, which is a sickness that I have never, ever 
dealt with before, right? I haven't been sick in five years, but I've also never had this type of sickness. I'm trying not to say the word again because I don't want it to get like flagged, you know? Um, and even still, I think it was by like day two or day three, I had my new insulin ratios set. My new insulin carb set, correction factors set. And I was right back to around, um, I think like high 80s and even back into the 90s percentages time and range. In fact, I'll, scare, I'll share a screenshot from today. This is actually my last two days that I uh, was able to get back into the 90 percentages. So I'm gonna share how I figured out the 30% increase of basil that I needed, how I figured out you know, how many extra units per meal that I needed for my bolus, how I figured out my new correction factor. I'm gonna go into the how, but also the why. And we're gonna talk specifics on sick day blood sugar management. Now that masterclass has not happened yet. This is actually an invitation to join us live for that. These masterclasses are something we decided to offer recently just to show people how to hone in their specific set of skills for blood sugar management because ultimately we lack the knowledge. You know, the medical community is not always gonna be there to give you these specific set of skills. They don't have the time and sometimes they don't have the resources. So. If you're looking for how to manage blood sugars on a sick day, or if you know, wanna get previous blood sugar masterclass topics like proteins and fats, there's one website that we're building right now. Actually, by the time this episode goes live, it will be built, it'll be ready for you. If you go to t1duniversity.com, T1D, like type one diabetes. So T1D university.com. Now it's very new. We're just starting a new series right now on sick day masterclass, uh, getting blood sugars controlled for any kind of sickness that we're looking at. It is not going to be medical advice. It is not going to be your one-stop solution for you know how to not get sick in the first place. That's still gonna happen probably. But what I wanna share with you guys in these masterclasses is how to navigate them and how to get back on your feet quickly. Right. So uh, if you want to jump in that masterclass and join us live, I will be teaching that very soon. Uh, when you go to that website, you're going to see either a wait list to join it or you'll see a live link. If you see either of those, sign up for it quick. There are limited spots because I cannot fit everyone in my Zoom. <laughs> There's gonna be a, a cutoff point eventually, but highly recommend jumping in on that. Last time we had a full Zoom room of people who were eager to learn, and it was so much fun seeing everybody there. So uh, I know this episode was super long. Hopefully you found it valuable in understanding how uh, I kind of attacked this thing and got my blood sugars at least under control. Uh, I'm, I'm almost, Cross the finish line, feeling my best self. I think I'm like 80% feeling all right. Um, now, of course, I gotta fight these double ear infections, which is just not fun. <laughs> uh, but I hope you're doing well. I hope you are staying healthy. And uh, if you are looking for a way to navigate those sick days that we have to deal with with our blood sugars, in addition to the sickness, then that blood sugar masterclass on sick day management is going to come in key for you especially in these, uh, these wintry months, right? So uh, last time, if you're looking for those masterclass links, it's gonna be all of them, all the recent ones and the current ones listed there over at t1duniversity.com. So head over there, grab that link. Uh, hopefully you're feeling better than I am right now. And I gotta take off because it's dinner time. As you can tell, it is very dark. And if you have not yet, please do subscribe. Check out the rest of these videos that we have going up every single week. I have not and will not miss an episode. And if this isn't proof that I care and I will continue to show up for you, even when I've got COVID, then I don't know what else is gonna prove that to you. So thank you for being part of our Warriors tribe. 
Love you guys. Have an amazing, amazing new year and keep up the fight.